0: Hello, welcome everyone, I'm Bruce, I'm Greg, and I'm Casey. Together, we will dive into the mysterious world of the hit TV show, Supernatural. Join us as we follow Sam and Dean on some crazy adventures, as we break down episode by episode and have some fun along the way. Today's episode, Season 2, Episode 3, Bloodlust, premiered on October 12th, 2006, directed by Robert Singer and written by Sarah Gamble. We are Natural, natural, natural friends. 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 We've got our pal
1: Greg. We've got our guy Bruce. They've got their other friend who's pretty cool. We're gonna spend some time with Sam and Dean. We're gonna kill some monsters and break down a scene. natural Friends.
2: natural
0: Friends. Remember, spoilers ahead. So guys, For the past week, um, in our polls on Twitter, I tried um, to recreate the season one review that we did a couple episodes back. Um, So I wanted to kind of see what our listeners thought um, about our uh, choices and kind of give them a choice
1: uh, as well. For instance... um, Okay, wait, 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 wait. So whoever they agreed with the most, do they get anything? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a hug. So, uh, the first one:
0: What's the best episode in Supernatural season one? So, so we had the pilot, we had Something Wicked, and Salvation. Now, all of these I did put other and allow people to comment. Pilot and Something Wicked tied for first place. Ridiculous. Our next one: What's the best Supernatural season one monster? Um. We had Reaper, Bloody Mary, and Bugs. You put Bugs. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because I couldn't, we, we uh, agreed on Reaper. So I had just came up with a random one. So Re- Bugs got 7% of that vote. Wow. <laughs> um, Reaper Trolls, got, all <laughs> got second. <laughs> and uh, Bloody Mary, um, yeah, uh, took it by a landslide.
1: That's right, guys. Point for Casey. <laughs> Uh, Bruce, what was the percentage on the Bloody Mary win? 67. That's right. Wow.
0: What was the worst Supernatural Season 1 monster? We had Bugs. We had Hookman. We had Racist Monster Truck. I'm very impressed on how much Racist Monster Truck. For a while there, it was it was knick pretty close knick. to winning.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, bu- Bugs is uh, about half of those films. Yeah, point, point for you guys. So three-way tie. <laughs>
0: Who is the best Supernatural Season 1 one-shot character? We had uh, Missouri Mosley, Pastor Jim Murphy, and Cat uh, from Asylum. Um, <laughs> my choice of Pastor Jim Murphy got no votes. Cat <laughs> 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 um, was at 20%, and uh, the winner uh, by majority, uh, Missouri Mosley. Point for Greg. That's a. Oh, I'm
2: sorry, Bruce. How much was that majority? majority it was uh,
0: there? 70%. <laughs> wow. Wow, 70%. And uh, when I saw that, I was like, that that makes sense. <laughs> like, that's definitely the best one shot character on that. Who is the worst Supernatural Season 1 one shot character? Uh, we had Gavin from Asylum, Haley from Wendigo, and Lori from Hookman. This is another one that Casey gets to have points for because. Yeah. Uh, Lori got 75% of the vote. (laughs) Yeah. Um, She's awful. Haley got 25. There you go. People like Gavin. (laughs) Gavin was great. (laughs)
2: So, during that episode, and then re-listening to the episode, I have no idea why I chose Gavin. Like, I know why, but, like, why was I thinking, like, the character and not, like, how I enjoyed them in the show. I don't know what I was thinking.
1: really so, neither did anyone else because yeah, uh, point for Casey. Casey wins. Bam, I don't think, bam. no, I think that's a tie. Oh,
2: okay. We may have had a three-way tie. That's <laughs> did not keep track. <laughs> this week on Supernatural, Sam and Dean meet Gordon Walker, a hunter who wants to kill all vampires because they took his sister This makes sense until we learn that the vampires they are currently hunting are innocent and Gordon wants to kill them anyway. The boys help the local vampires escape and leave an angry Gordon tied up in a cabin. As they leave town, they ask themselves,
0: are we the baddies? I have to ask, guys, when you watched season one and the real music was playing, was it that much better? Yes. Because
1: (laughs) this is what it feels like.
0: I love watching these intros now. They're so good with the m- real music.
1: And it's not only that, that you get the real music, but they're actual previously ons now. That's true. That yeah, aren't that's just exciting. the same static one every single episode, but they're actually showing footage from the previous episode and why it is relevant for this one. They definitely up their game on the footage itself.
2: There were two songs right off the bat that I was like, well, this is obviously the original music. Um, Cause they were like big name songs,
0: Journey, "Wheel in the Sky." Yeah, yeah.
2: That was, as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Well, that's that's
0: definitely." That was the, the previously on song, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. But then we got ACDC's "Back in Black," which is <laughs> fitting with the like. I'm, it was I'm, amazing. I'm so glad we got it.
1: <laughs> it was a perfect way to bring back the Impala.
2: Could you imagine if they if they still didn't have the the music for season two and they couldn't. Come back with Back in Black. Oh, they have that'd be miserable. some I'd obscure
1: alternative band, and you're like, oh. literally
2: unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty gruesome episode, guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, the one of the first things we see is a lady get decapitated. So we talked about in, in Dead Man's Blood how they always cut away for the violence, and it was a much less gruesome episode than we were used to seeing. Uh, complete opposite on this one.
2: It turns it up. Cause like even i uh, getting ahead of myself, but like they play with a dead lady's head. Yes, Whoa. they do. <laughs> and it was it was I was uh on a roller coaster of emotions for that opening scene because like I said, gruesome opening, and then you find out, oh, she's a vampire. So like that makes sense that we just watch this p- person die. It's it's a monster. And then later you're like, oh, it's it's a good person vampire. Oh
1: no. <laughs> So while the boys are driving on their way to Red Lodge, Montana, on their next case, um, I'm
2: sorry, where Dean are they going?
1: Red Lodge, Montana. What did I say?
2: You said Red Lodge, Montana.
1: Montana. <laughs> uh, while the boys are on the way to Red Lodge, Montana, um, they're just you know chit chatting in our pretty much brand new Impala. None of that could have been salvaged. Um, Dean is in quite the cheerful mood, and I loved his attitude. He's got his car. He's got his case. Things are looking up.
2: Yeah. No way. That's a facade.
1: (laughs) I
0: get what Sam was doing
1: during this conversation.
0: But like, why not just let Dean have his moment? Like,
1: (laughs) Right. Uh, One thing I did really enjoy about the scene was. So in all of season one, we had our scenes at the gas station, in the library, in the hotel room, whatever. Where at the beginning of the episode, we got the exposition dump of this is why we're going to go to this place because I read this thing in the paper. Um, as opposed to this episode, where it is much more naturally woven into the dialogue of um, they're talking about Dean being excited, and then Sam just brings up, oh yeah, what is something about um, decapitations and cattle mutilations making you happy or making your day, whatever? Um, and right away, you get that info of why they're going, where they're going, without the info dump. No. There were definitely a couple times in this episode where I was like.
0: Wait, did I miss one? Is this the right one I'm supposed to be watching? Like Because they were doing that, I was like, wait, did I miss something already? Um, But yeah, within a couple seconds, you're like, oh, okay, it's good. How far? 300 miles. Good.
1: (laughs) 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 My uh, Dean impression. So the boys are at the police station and being terrible at keeping their cover, which was weird. Yeah. Accidentally calls it the Weekly World News instead of the World Weekly News. Are you guys familiar with the World Weekly News
2: at all? Was that real?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, so it was an actual tabloid. Um, kind of still is. They stopped publishing in 2007 and then switched. Um, they came back and have been just online since I think 2009. Um, but they're like a fictional tabloid. Imagine The Onion. But tabloid style, it's like
0: Batboy. But I think that was The Inquirer. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. no, no. no Boy might have been uh, Weekly World News. Okay. Um. Yeah, and they almost acknowledge the fact that everything they're writing is just for fun.
0: Greg, did you never like stand in line and read? Did the, I never
1: do what? Like stood in
0: line as a kid and like looked at them on the side.
1: They always have these cool, like, black and white covers.
0: No, I I,
2: I ignored the, the, the magazine stand.
1: Oh, Greg, you should uh, spend some time checking out the Weekly World News.
2: Because, like, this is good, but I want this. And over here is candy It's right next to it. What's wrong <laughs> with you
1: guys? So after they get... Came- kicked out of the police station. The boys head to the coroner under another disguise, which they don't really disclose. They just put on white jackets and uh, trick the guy. who's there to leave. Um, And they go get to check out a severed head. This is the one scene I did get confused on. I
0: I really thought that I like skipped ahead by accident because they just went from one scene (laughs) to another. And I was like, wait, we didn't even talk about this. We're just (laughs) going to (laughs) them.
1: We're just going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, they get to play with the head, make some great Silence of the Lambs references. And Sam gets to stick his fingers down a lady's throat just to make sure there's no clue in there, which is wild. <laughs> um And that's when they discover that Bruce, vampires are back. Vampires are back. I'm so excited.
0: Um So the, they, they lift up the lip and they see that one fang come off. And that's so awesome looking. And then later on, we get that CGI fangs back. And I just don't know why they don't... Why can't they drink out of two fangs in their mouth? Like...
2: I thought they looked better. I don't know if it was my imagination, but their teeth looked better than the last time. But still, I get your point. Like, just two would be nice. But I'm okay with it. It's just their version of a vampire.
1: Yeah, I think it goes back to the separation they tried to uh, create between themselves and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy, two fangs. Our show. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All fangs. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's probably what it was. After their discovery that the woman who was killed was a vampire, um, they decide that things are much more complicated now, and they head to a place that makes them feel safe.
2: A bar. Do you guys think they were purposefully loud to bait someone into following them or were they stupidly loud and but they realized that someone was following them
1: i think it was stupidly loud but they realized it because i mean like they have no reason to not be loud right
0: because if you're paying if you're paying someone 50 dollars, like i don't know if you're like you would be quiet so just him he- hears it for that 50 dollars. But if you're going to be loud, like that's
1: definitely intentional. Like Oh, you think it was intentional? Yeah. Bruce says you're
2: stupid and you're wrong. Rebuttal?
0: Yeah, I'm going to say that they are <laughs> because they were very prepared for the next scene when he follows them out of the out of the bar. See,
1: I, pref- I prefer the idea that uh, they are just that good at knowing when something is following them as opposed to they went into a random bar and try to attack some random person's attention when they have no idea that the, uh, someone is even there for them to attract.
2: Bruce Casey says you're dumb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I
2: think it's plausible either way. I, I lean towards baiting, and well, it's like a, a mix of... It has dual purpose. They, they did genuinely get information, and also if they're loudly getting information and someone happens to overhear and happens to want to follow them, then... All the better, but, uh, who knows?
0: I did notice later in our bar conversation, um, they were talking really loud and the music was (laughs) not very loud either. Like, so, I mean, it could just be how they talk in bars at this point.
1: I wonder if that was just a mixing issue because like there wouldn't be music whenever they're filming. It would be inserted after the fact. So they would just have to act like they are in a bar.
2: And they think they're being the correct level of loud, but then the, their sound engineer screwed it up.
1: <laughs> right, they screwed it up it's, when mixing again. It. It's just like this low level music.
2: We just, we kill anything evil. We kill them. <laughs> we just, it's black and white. We kill things. So, oh my God, calm <laughs> down.
1: But you know what? Let's, let's get to what really matters in this scene. They get followed out. And we get a good look at the guy who's following them. And I know... I mean, you guys might not even have to ask the question, but we'll say it just for tradition.
0: Hey, who is that?
1: That's right. It's our weekly segment where we take a look at some of the guest stars featured on this week's episode of Supernatural. Let's just get it out of the way. Let's start with the big fish. Our new dad, Gordon, played by the truly talented Sterling K. Brown.
2: Hey, who is that?
1: Greg, embarrassed you even have to ask. You might recognize him from Third Watch, Starved, Person of Interest, Army Wives, The People vs. OJ Simpson, Black Panther, The Predator, Frozen 2. But most people out there know him from his award winning performance on This Is Us playing. Randall Pearson next up we have our friendly vampire Lenore played by Amber Benson hey who is that Amber Benson's been in a lot of stuff but uh, her wonderful thing that she was in uh, which makes a weird connection to Supernatural um, she was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer for multiple years playing the witch Tara I just love that they cast someone from Buffy in an episode about vampires playing a vampire and that they weren't a vampire on Buffy. That's pretty neat. And last but not least, we have the, uh, I bet he's going to kill somebody one day vampire. Eli played by Ty Olson.
2: Hey, who is that?
1: So Ty olson has been around. Uh, I think he has over 170 acting credits. Um, you might have seen them on The X-Files, Lake Placid, X2, X-Men United, Battlestar Galactica, Chronicles of Riddick, Aliens vs. Predator Requiem, Smallville, Psych, Eureka, Twilight, Breaking Dawn, Arrow, Godzilla, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, The 100, The Man in the High Castle. Oh, and like a season eight appearance on Supernatural playing a completely different character. There it is. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time on Hey, Who Is That? So after they make peace with Gordon, um, they, you know, they get to see his car, get to see his wares. He's got some cool weapons in there. And we find out that lore about Sam and Dean is starting to spread between the hunters. Because you know how hunters talk. No.
2: No, we don't. We don't know how hunters talk.
1: In my head, I was
0: like, oh, they hang out at bars. So that makes sense. Like, you talk at bars.
1: Loudly. (laughs) Apparently, they have no filter. Um, And I love here that, um, you know, Gordon refuses their help, which makes sense. He seems like a little bit of a loner, um, but tells them that there's a chupacabra a couple states over.
0: (laughs) I was trying to figure out if that was like, oh, those are real. That's real. Or like that was just a straight up like, oh, you can go deal with this thing. It doesn't exist.
1: Send them snipe on So from there we get to see Gordon go try to kill another vampire, uh, which narrowly does not end in his death by Dean pulling him off the table. I believe it's Sam. By his legs. Oh, I I thought Sam hopped over.
2: I think... I think Sam pulled him and, and then Dean rushed the vampire.
1: So, yeah, the boys get the upper hand on the vampire and uh, Dean cuts his head off with a saw.
2: What was oh. this?
1: <laughs> you know what it was, Bruce? It's it a callback to something? Bloodlust.
2: Uh... Uh, what do you mean, what was it, Bruce? What what was your... What's your question
1: about that scene? How incredibly violent it yeah, is. Yeah, that, yeah, that's all it is. I'm just...
0: <laughs> That was a whole new level to the show, just the blood splattering on his face as he stares into this vampire's soul,
1: or lack thereof. My favorite part about it was, like, there was tension as he was cutting through the vampire's neck. It wasn't just, like, a quick motion. Mm -hmm. He had to push through. Did you guys watch
0: with subtitles? Oh no! Um, I'm pretty sure it goes like bones breaking or something like that <laughs> oh. in the middle of it. <laughs>
1: Man, that makes it even more reasonable that when they go to the bar after to celebrate, uh, <laughs> Sam is just upset.
2: <laughs> yeah, i I don't know how I feel about this argument. Like, it it was ru- it was a rough murder, but like up till now like we still don't know about like the concept of innocent vampires. So um would Sam be feeling the same way if Dean had beheaded a Wendigo? And I know what you're going to say. No, Greg, you set him on fire. But my point is <laughs> like would he have felt the same way and was it based on Dean's reaction and he could tell he was th- he had bloodlust like you said?
1: So we started to touch on it when we talked about dead man's blood and i'm happy it got brought up in this episode because it wasn't then but like from our understanding this is the first time that they've had to kill something so humanoid okay right
2: we did have the skinwalker is that what it's called Oh, Oh,
1: okay okay well this is the first time they've had to cut the head off of something so humanoid (laughs) (laughs) so before dead man's blood they've never seen a vampire before So, Dead Man's Blood was their first time decapitating what just seems to be a human when Mm -hmm. looking at it. So, I could see Sam with his sympathy being upset about seeing that happen to someone. I agree with you,
0: Greg, as well. But I, I, I think it could have been done differently. Like, oh, I'm freaked. Like Casey, like, yeah, he. That's fair. But like, oh, I'm really mad at you guys for being happy about this. Like, it, it was a weird. Reaction to it, like if he was like, "Yeah, I need another drink. I'm just really sad to be here." It makes more sense rather than like, "I don't want to play. I'm gonna go home." Like it, it just it, it it's just a weird weird vibe during that scene.
1: Well, you see, Bruce, um, they had to get separated so that Sam could get kidnapped.
0: That's uh, and I get that. It's <laughs> a plot point. Um,
2: yeah, I just uh, I, I guess my problem with it is, is Sam seems to be upset about the celebrating and like any evil thing they killed is worth celebrating over. And I'm sure they've done it in the past. But for some reason, this time was the time. And like you said, Casey, it's because they needed to be separated. Because if it wasn't for the directing and the music telling us that we should feel a little off about this kill... It would be just another hunt, another kill. And they're back at the bar drinking like it should have been a normal day. But they were separated and 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 we can move on. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> how
1: would you guys feel about Dean opening up to the stranger?
0: I was interpreting it as so if I would have had a few drinks and I'm sitting there with a stranger, I would have absolutely spilled my guts out because that's just <laughs> how I am as, when I'm drinking. But he didn't seem like he was had too much that night. Like it was like he was just completely opening himself up.
2: I think it's kind of understandable. With with uh, he even specifies like I I can't talk to Sammy about this stuff or whatever. And it's just like, well, you could, you just refuse to. So, it, it's like a, a, what do you call it? Like when you, when you bottle it up and then you it just bursts out, you know. And the first hunter you come across, you're like. Here's all my baggage.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you think Sam was accurate when he says later that um, Dean is trying to replace their father with Gordon emotionally?
0: I felt like a stretch. Like It was definitely a father figure, but like to say that he's replacing him didn't feel like it was what was going on.
2: Yeah, I until Sam said that I I wasn't thinking about their dad at all. I was thinking about how useful Gordon was to Dean, in terms of it, uh, at the start of this episode. Dean just wants to get lost in his work, and then this guy comes along who is all about the job, like to the point of loving it, and is like, "Yes, this is exactly what I needed." Like serendipitous that we ran into this guy. And I didn't think about like a dad replacement more than just like, I it, like in a way, I guess you could call it like filling the hole that dad left of like Gordon would help him fill that hole with work and, and the way they would work together. But yeah, bit of a stretch. Like you said, Bruce, what do you think Casey? I'm sorry. I talk a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, no, I think you're completely right. And I think, a. Uh, big thing that plays into it is the fact that he's receiving like this validation from Gordon of, Hey, you're feeling these things. I feel these things too. Um, And here's what you can go do with those emotions. Uh, So like Gordon's trying to push Dean to embrace this pain that he's feeling. And that's what we've seen Dean kind of do so far is use his emotion to push himself towards violence. Like when he put a hole in his own car and then he had to fix that. And then Ellen came back
0: for a cameo.
1: It's like when Bobby came back for a couple minutes in the first episode, that's where we're at now with the show. If you get your introduction to one episode, the next episode you're in it for two minutes. And so I'm very interested to see if next episode, um, Ellen's not in it at all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but they're at the bar. They go to the bar and Ellen's just not there. Right. <laughs> Or they're like right outside the bar talking about how Ellen's inside. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so from this scene, what do you guys think Ellen knows about Gordon? Because for us, the audience is like, this guy's a maniac who kills all vampires, even if they're innocent. But aside from that, like, was it just bad vibes she got from him? Like,
0: I thought she was kind of talking about even what we know about him already, is that he's very devoted to the job and he only sees things in black and white and will do anything to make sure that like things are done. So that was my impression that you know she was like oh he's just he doesn't think about other people, he just makes sure
1: he finishes the job. So that was kind of my
0: interpretation. Okay.
1: Yeah, I have the same fan fiction as Bruce. Um <laughs> like in in my head when she says that it's he's gone on hunts with people and has prioritized killing whatever they're, they're hunting, most likely vampires, over the priority of making sure everyone, he's, everyone else he's with stays safe.
2: That's a good point.
1: Um, I loved her metaphor, though, of uh, Hannibal Lecter is a good psychologist. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. So then Sam goes to get himself a nice cold beverage, gets freaked out a little bit outside, um, gets back into his room, and is ambushed by three men. So first of all, This door to their motel room is ridiculous. I don't
0: know why everybody can just sneak in and out of it without anybody noticing. But
1: two, he got some good shots in on those guys.
0: (laughs) There's some good contact.
1: (laughs) Did you think for a second that he was actually going to get away?
0: Yeah, I mean, those are some solid hits. (laughs) They should have been down for a little bit, at least.
1: (laughs) But instead, we end up with classic Sam Winchester tied to a chair. (laughs) During this episode, I was like,
0: is there like a specific thing you use to like tie? Like, what kind of knot do you think they're using in the back there?
2: Fisherman's knot.
0: Uh, bowline. With, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just naming the few knots. Then. <laughs> Everybody just wraps it around, though. And I'm like, what are they doing in the back there to
1: make it so tight? So here, Sam's in the nest and finds out from Lenora and Eli that these are nice vampires that just like to drink cattle blood and don't want to hurt people. Bruce, what did you think about that?
0: It's a cool idea. I think if we go back to like one of my first predictions, I think I even bring this up about the fact that some monsters are either good or don't need to be killed. So I was kind of excited to, I'm not counting as a prediction, but
1: (laughs) um, (laughs) it
0: was kind of cool to see that come about.
1: Bruce completely agree. Like it was, it was, a nice twist of um get that sympathy we're supposed to feel for the monsters and yeah we've had people are the monsters before but never here's a creature that we killed and now we want to save it.
0: it it was hard too because i was like okay what if they're just messing with them like how like how do they know they're genuine um so i definitely understood both sides of it like no you can't trust them they're vampires but like
1: as they were saying like You would be dead already (laughs) if I wanted you dead to prove it. Lenore tells Sam that she's just going to take him back, return him without a scratch besides the head wound that he must have from being hit in the head with a telephone. (laughs) One thing that Lenore said, which I thought was a another fun twist on vampires that we've had so far. Um, So in dead man's blood, we find out that vampires once they get your scent, they have it forever. But Lenore says, hunters, once they have our scent, they'll keep tracking us. It doesn't matter where we go. Yeah,
2: Yeah, that was pretty cool. They they took everything about what little lore we had about vampires from this show and flipped it all.
1: So they do take Sam back. Don't hurt him anymore. Um, He gets back to the hotel and wants to talk to Dean alone. Um, And I love that Dean's first reaction is, how'd you get out? How many did you kill? (laughs) Killed none. Sam fills him in that uh, he doesn't think that we should be hunting them. We should be leaving them alone. We get to see Sam start to sympathize with these monsters. And that's when Dean says, if it's supernatural, we kill it. Which I mentioned briefly back in Home, I think. Um, This idea of Dean being freaked out about Sam because Sam is it's turning into something kind of supernatural. And now we get to touch on Dean's ideas of supernatural and how he feels about it. And this part, I don't remember if it ever comes up again. I didn't remember him saying this then, but I like that. There's lines you can draw and we'll see if anything comes from it.
2: (laughs) You better stop with those secret dreams. (laughs) I'm going to kill you. I really liked the fact that Sam didn't fight back and just said, you can hit me all you want. It won't change anything. Cause it really showed like a man with his convictions. Like he's like, especially cause it's so natural for brothers to actually just fight and fight or not. Like Sam's right on this and he knows it.
0: Poor Sam's eye though. <laughs> <laughs> keeps getting hit. <laughs> the next section when they get in the car is probably one of my favorite scenes of this episode. Um, When he asks about where is it we about the bridge or whatever and mm-hmm. and then uh S- sam lets him know that it was what four and a half minutes away or something like that and he's like how did you know and he goes i counted and and that was such a cool moment because like that's when dean i think finally clicked and he was like he could tell that sam was still doing the job and that that's when he could trust him when he when sam was still doing the job and he's like he knows what he's still doing and that's when dean could finally like okay this is where i need to you know step in line
1: so this ties into um something that i was confused by which i might have missed it so hopefully you guys can clear it up for me um how did gordon know where to go
2: boy that's a good question
1: (laughs) did he follow them no because gordon went first that's right Gordon and Dean were talking over the map, trying to figure out where the vampires could be. But did they get
2: anywhere with that? I don't think so. And Gordon did get that. He got the bridge from Sam because he was overhearing the conversation. But he didn't hear the rest of the details that he told Dean. Just luck, I guess. Maybe
0: he followed them and then went really fast once he knew where they were going. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) That's it. But either way... Gordon gets there first, uh, gets the drop on Lenore, stabs her, and says the coolest line in the episode: "Dead man's blood, bitch." (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where
2: his acting career was at this point. Either way, it's impressive that they got such a great actor for this role, because this role requires more. Like it's not a, a Gavin role. It's it's like a crucial role for this episode, and they nailed it with this act, this casting, like he did a really good job. Like just that one line, he delivered it so well.
1: Yeah. Um, so our first interaction with Gordon, um, so I was kind of put off by it a little bit. Like something just seems off here. And I was wondering if um, it was just up like Sterling K. Brown putting in a poor performance, whatever. in this
2: one in boys.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> But then we get to the scene where he's inside torturing Lenore and Sam and Dean come in. It's like, oh, no, he he's crazy. He's playing a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. Before he was trying to play a sane
0: person, trying not to seem crazy. Yes. <laughs> or vice and versa. Now,
1: <laughs> and now he just let it out. And it's wild. This guy is wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did he say? Well, he, he grabbed the... Um, I think it was a machete, maybe just a big knife um, to cut her head off because he said he wasn't going to get anything out of her. And he told Sam, I just sharpened it. So it's completely humane. (laughs) (laughs) Gordon's crazy. Yeah, he's crazy. This whole scene was just a roller coaster. So he ends up getting hold of Sam and cutting his arm a little bit so he can drip some blood onto Lenore's face, which makes her turn for a second. She brings out the. CGI fangs. Seems like things are going to go bad, but no, she gets control of herself, which I thought was nice. I like that they followed through with the fact that, no, Lenora can can handle this and didn't just change back. And like we've seen before, um, we start to follow this slightly moral storyline, but no, we just kind of get to take it back and not have to worry about the ethics of it.
2: That would be oh man cuz that would still be a moral a moral question of like they these vampires are doing their best not to kill people and and gordon does this test to show like no oh, look what she truly is and like if she didn't resist that in that scene and she did like lash, lash out and become this monster well then it's a real like conundrum of like well they're trying really hard but they're not good people (laughs) right so this actually makes it a little easier to make a decision at least it's hard to let him go
1: so that action convinces Sam to trust Lenore and kind of gets Dean on the right side too which is when you tell Sam to get Lenore out of there and listen Sam I know you trust her now I know she just didn't eat you. She didn't kill you earlier. She's still a vampire. Like, <laughs> why are you putting her that close to your neck?
0: I saw that. that <laughs> initial. I was like, oh, man, that's, that's brave. Very brave.
2: I, I think it's it's not Sam. It's Jared Padalecki because he's also the one that flagged the wife with the gun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we get the Dean versus Gordon fight. <sighs> what do you guys think? It was a weird fight.
2: Like the fight itself was fine. I just, I hate any show or movie that is just like, all right, mano y mano. Like this is completely unnecessary, but we're going for it. (laughs) All right. Like I'm holding a gun to keep you here. And that's all I need to do, but I'm going to put this down and kick your ass. (laughs) It felt very much like Lethal Weapon. If I remember correctly in the end of Lethal Weapon when they have the Mono Mono fight Riggs just straight up says like oh you want a shot at the title and like they they do hand to hand combat and it's just like what title where did that come from nobody <laughs> questioned how good you are at fighting where <laughs> you know like it it doesn't
0: make sense um my favorite part is when Gordon turns around and just just picks up the knife again cuz why not just, yeah. <laughs> just-
1: yeah, Bruce, that's what, that's what I was going to say. Like I did enjoy that. Yeah, they start this like mono mono and then Gordon's just like, "Nah, never yeah. mind." Well,
0: this is stupid. <laughs> and then Dean like puts him against the wall and just slams his arm on that wall for like <laughs> six or seven times. Get that knife to fall.
1: And then he finishes it off by just walking his head into the wall on purpose. <laughs> that was it. a Dean move. I missed yeah.
0: that scene. And then I had to go back and watch it. And I'm glad I did. Because it was great.
2: We all agree, right? They should have just killed him. Right? Just just shoot him. Bam. Okay, Dean. Yeah, dean, Dean's dean been waiting to murder a man. It's it's the one thing he has not murdered. No, he definitely should have killed. What did he do? They they left him tied to a chair to just continue what he does. For like three days. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah well, why do you think they should kill him, Greg? What, what has Gordon done to deserve being murdered?
2: He murders innocent vampires.
1: Like Dean? Dean would have.
2: Dean unknowingly murders innocent vampires. And now he will think twice about murdering a vampire. Maybe. <laughs> we will see.
1: Maybe the real crime here is that Gordon didn't have a brother like Sam. Or yeah. sister.
2: He had a sister, <laughs> or sister which he killed. Ooh. So yeah, I just think this the the whole point of the end of this episode was them stopping him from getting to the vampires and it's like all right, that's that's good and all but like Gordon's going to do what Gordon's going to do after this. Like, if he gets on their trail, he's killing them. Reviews? Reviews. All right, I give this episode... I give this episode 8 good vampires out of 10. Pretty good overall. Like, I really enjoyed this character. I enjoyed the acting of this character. I enjoyed all of the tension in the episode. There were just a few spots that I was just like, eh, eh. And then finally the fight at the end, I was just, oh, come on. So, eight good vampires out of ten.
0: Um, I also gave it eight out of ten uh, hippie vampires. Um, I enjoyed the moral dilemmas a lot in this episode. So he's fighting to not become Gordon. And the only reason he hasn't become that yet is because of Sam. Um, so that was a really fun uh, just storyline in general. Um, I enjoyed the can people change um, if you're evil and then you you know try to be a better person. Um, are you still evil? It's like a nature versus nurture. Um, uh, who can you trust? So how tr- we talked about trust a lot. That was awesome. Um, and how do we stop from being evil ourselves? Um, when you have two different sides, a lot of times that other side is the more evil one. uh, And it's finding that truth in between the two. And a lot of times that's hard. Um, So just, just in general, just like the fun uh, morality of this whole episode, um, definitely picked up the rating for me. You know, 10
1: hippie vampires. Uh, We did it again. and I I think it was again on an eight. Has it been an eight every time? Uh, Unanimous decision. Eight. Uh, Crazy hunters out of 10. Um, all the stuff you guys said. Great episode. Um, very much enjoyed the moral dilemmas, Bruce, like you said. Um, I also enjoyed the continued expansion of our group of hunters. Um, so last week we got the Roadhouse and um, Ash, Ellen, and Joe. This week we get a three appearance of Ellen. And also we had in Gordon now who had interacted with John before. Um, hunters are talking about Sam and Dean. We're just expanding the lore of the world um, and the people who reside in it now. After spending all of last season, kind of getting starting to understand the mythology behind all the creatures and everything, so it feels like this world is expanding more and more without just adding monsters to it, which is really cool. Um, and then I love, I love Gordon. I think it was a really fun character, different than what we've had before, and a great performance by Sterling K. Brown playing him. Eight thing I said before out of 10. Next week
2: on Supernatural, we're watching season two, episode four. Children shouldn't play with dead things. Sam and Dean investigate the murder of a college student who has come back from the dead, seeking revenge on those who mistreated her.
0: So children are creepy. Next week kind of sounds like a um, like a one shot. Like it's definitely going to be a monster of the week uh, episode. Um, it's because it, it sounds, I mean, they might get a little excited with it, but um sounds like it's going to be one of our where we go investigate a killer. Um, we find out what's going on. We destroy it. Salt is going to be involved. We're going to use salt next week. I'll do that for you, Greg. Thanks, um, guy. <laughs> as far as the broader story, we're going to see the vampires again, guys. Next episode?
1: No. no, no oh, the broader movie. story. Okay. Yeah,
0: this is like mid season. Um, because Sam. Um, helped them live and move on they're now going to go and they're going to grow and get stronger but in a good way and they'll
1: save them from a baddie in the future so we can just put your prediction from last season about dad here and (laughs) just make it Lenore yes okay cool
0: (laughs) but this is because Sam saved her
1: right do you think we'll also see Gordon again
0: yes yes
1: He's going to come after
0: them because this turns him evil. Who's them? Sam and Dean. Oh, okay. For any questions, comments, or smart remarks, send them to naturalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at naturalfriendspodcast. Thank you to our fans and our wives for continuous support. If you enjoyed this, drop us a review and subscribe. Thank you for joining us. We are Natural Friends. Natural, Natural Friends. 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 So- we talk about this what uh, shoot what's his name i'm going to call him chris but it's not his name isn't chris gordon yeah
1: uh, <laughs> where does chris come from
0: I have no idea <laughs>